Hey guys, this is Corey Parker, Supercoach God, and you are listening to the Supercoach Champions podcast. the NRL Supercoach Champions podcast. I'm Joe Fitz. You might have heard that it's Magic Round, the wonderful weekend of footy where warring tribes come together and bond over the one thing they all agree on. Brisbane's the heart of the rugby league universe. Wilfred's off tonight, furiously racking up family time ahead of a three-day vendor of booze, beloved Broncos and bad bets. To hit a talk trades and strategy with me tonight is none other than the defending champ. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. I am getting FOMO by the day about missing uh, schoolies for dads. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll make up with it by chatting about it tonight. Yeah, Saturday night's usually the big night. And uh, in her infinite wisdom, my wife decided for the first time ever uh, for my daughter to have a birthday slumber party with six of her bestest girlfriends uh, at nine years old, mate. So I won't be there partying with everyone uh, on Saturday night. I'll be playing chaperone to uh, to six ni- or seven nine-year-olds at a, at a girly slumber party. So pray for me. Mate, they might uh, they might get around the Storm Rabbitohs game at 7.45, get them tucked in with the popcorn and you might get some luck. Kick them home. I'll be uh, have the iPad under the arm at some point, no doubt. So, But anyway, enough about that. Um, interesting round, mate. Um, Obviously, there's been a bit of a, a dearth of decent cheapies. There's a couple of, that are in odd positions playing their, their third game. Uh, have you kind of figured out what your trade strategy is for the week? Yeah, I, I think I have. Some of them not, well, one of them not so pretty and the other, I'm going to have to quote credit to Will for last night, actually sort of convinced me on air. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going uh, Crossland down to uh, the West Tigers superstar, Jareen Buller. Yep. And AJ Brimson, who is now reportedly out for four to six weeks, up to Dylan Brown. So uh, Interesting. He needs to uh, consult Max King's physician, mate, uh, and he'll be back in no time with Max King getting named this week. But um, enough time, plenty of time for us to talk cheapies. They're essentially collateral to afford the round 13 must-haves, which is a topic we want to go into a little bit tonight. Lots of talk uh, in advance. We know all the teams that play the round 13 by, um, particularly with teams like the Eels, they're on fire, mate. Um, are you targeting, uh, you know, certain players kind of four weeks out from uh, round 13 now or, you know, wh- where are you at with the strategy? Uh, probably a little behind where, where I want to be. I'm sort of uh, flicking between sort of trying to win head-to-head games and, and overall, but... I think we'll build towards round 13 and, and see where we sit after that is where I'm sort of looking. Um, in terms of the Eels, the whole round 14 buy makes me nervous um, to just go go too hard. So I guess without sort of fluffing around, I'll jump into what I've got down as thoughts. Um, is I think you need one Eel with like crazy upside, right? Like either a, a Moses or a Dylan Brown or, or maybe even a Gutho. They're playing the completely disgusting Cowboys with no Ruben Cotter and, and no Val Holmes. Mm-hmm. It's the second game of the round. You've got a free VC swing. So um, I'm probably going down the Dylan Brown because I don't like the idea of, of playing halfback roulette. But, yeah, I think you need one gun. How, how about you, mate? 
Yeah, I mean, Browns, he's a, a top kind of 17 player for the run home regardless. And obviously being in Kiwi, he doesn't play Origin, so he's kind of that perfect you know, blend of both worlds. Um, I think the the big concern earlier in the year about round 14 was probably when Manly and the Knights were going a bit better. Um, so obviously the Eels, Manly and Knights played the round 14 by, and that was the sneaky thing we're all warning people about. But but most people are off turbo. Most people either, you know, are off Schuster or, you know, wouldn't play him anyway. Garrick's there and thereabouts, hemorrhaging money, um, and even Jake Trebojevic is out possibly long-term. So, so. Not a lot of people carrying Manly. The Knights fell in a heap last weekend. Um, you know, Miller's probably the only real uh, possibility there. Marsh is, you know, due to hemorrhage cash. So so it really is the Eels that are hitting form and who you want to stock up on. They've got that great draw in round 13. Uh, Dylan Brown, yeah, very clear. I've just got to find a path from uh, Katoa up to him because I want to keep Munster. And I'm really wary. I, I moved Hopgood on earlier in the year, and that's been a good decision for me. You've got that roulette of Sean Lane, Madison, Cartwright, uh, and Hopgood. Three goes into four. You never know who's starting, who's not. Um, and the minutes do fluctuate a little bit enough to make me wary of trading them in any time before round 13. Madison, obviously, named on the bench this week. Yeah, I think the one safe one there, well, safe in inverted commas with Brad Arthur, but um, Sean Lane seems to miss out on that roulette, right? He, he's sort of locked into to 80 minutes there. And if you do somehow manage to get Brown, the, the Brown-Lane stack on the left-hand side isn't isn't the worst shout. Um, Lane's probably, he's just poking along 65s without any crazy attacking upside. So he is dropping in cash nicely, ready ready to explode. And he will come up against uh, Chad Townsend, who infamously got caught in the mud against Nico Hines. So yeah. I think Sean Lane, round 13, probably isn't a bad shout either. And even if it's a, a 50-50 call, you know, Lane 649, break even a 66, but he's only 1% owned. Uh, all the way up to Hopgood, who's still 37% owned uh, at 577. Cartwright, I think, is probably more likely to be the odd man out more often. He's the cheapest at 451, and Maddo there at 723. Uh, I, do, I doubt he's, he's in the frame for Origin, um, but again, he did play last year, so it's a non zero chance. And if at this point you haven't brought Maddo in, wait until the last possible second when the Origin teams are named. But Lane probably the most consistent of the lot, even though he is kind of only averaging 54 at this point. So, mate, uh, obviously we're, we're talking, uh, we're focusing on the teams that play 13 but miss 14. There's a hell of a lot of other teams that do play round 13. And just to reiterate, uh, Dolphins, Dragons, Eels, Cowboys, Warriors, Broncos, Rabbitohs, Raiders, Knights and the Sea Eagles um, Raiders are starting to get popular with the Joe Tarpanese and, and even Corey Horsburgh this week. Yeah, I think Tarpany is, um, yeah, uh, the word must have is, is difficult, but he's as close as we get, right? It, he was poking along at, at about this average this time last year and mm. exploded. You, you would think the Queenslander pick and stick, Josh Papali, he is at least going to be around the camp. Um, that sort of screamed more minutes and, and the old horse bra, he is trending towards a, a Queensland jersey. So I think Tarpany is probably not a bad shout. I know there's a lot of people jumping on Matt Tomoko even. Oh, wow. Outside back roulette, but he is, he's averaging sort of yeah, low 60s, I believe, without 
crazy amount of tries. So his base is, is there. He's always been a base guy. So, yeah, he's 570 uh, with a break-even of 16, averaging just on 60. And, and look, you know, there's so much congestion in the top 20,000 ranks, mate, that, that going someone that's 1.3% owned, um, you could definitely do worse. And, and their draw is, is unreal. Not only do they play around 13, sort of it's almost from now on in, they, they have an, uh, an unreal amount of bottom eight sides that they're going to face. So I don't mind um, Canberra attacking players. There's a few other guys there, like I think Jackson Ford, anyone who has him, you've definitely got a hold. Uh, they'll be playing the Broncos with sort of missing a lot of forward strength there. So I think Jackson Holt, Ford is a definite hold. Throw another one out there. I don't know if he's in your team, Joe, to be honest. I haven't uh, delved into it. But Jack Bird, mate, how what does he tickle the fancy? He's he's kind of been maybe the fourth or fifth trading option for me for a few weeks now. Um, so no, I don't have him. Look, he's probably one of the very few kind of guys who has positional certainty in uh, the Dragons team. Obviously, Zach Lomax getting dropped. It's it's got a real feel of the final days of Hook. Um, you know, it's St. George, so, you know, who knows what's happened there. But but I've got to think that Bird is, is pretty locked into that edge. He is um, 627K, break even, you know, around 56, but he's averaging 62. And, and there just aren't that many viable people this year uh, who have the centre wing uh, two RF duel, which is, I think, the most valuable duel in the game, um, you know, to the point where people like Wolf and I were trading in Michael Cheekham just because he had that duel earlier in the year. So... Um, yeah, very, very valuable. And again, I mean, great pod range at 4.4% ownership. You do think that'll probably start to go up towards 13. Yeah, it is going to climb. There's a few Dragons players that I think will climb him and, and both Jack DeBellin. Big thanks to our friends over at Manscaped for sponsoring this episode. If you didn't already know, the global leaders in the below-the-waist grooming aren't just going gold this season. They're going platinum. You heard that right. Manscaped has taken their signature performance package 4.0 to the moon with their upgraded platinum package. With products ranging from shower goods to ball care, this is their sleekest, sexiest and smoothest bundle yet. It's time to go platinum and join the 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping using the code CHAMPIONS. Supercoaches, we know how important it is to make sure you do have a good routine. Supercoach happens every week and for the most part, it's all the same days and the games are on the same time. So to ensure you don't miss your lockouts or forget your trades or you don't check your final teams, whatever it is that you need to do, routine is so important. Just like Supercoach, grooming is also really important. So it's so important to make sure you find a proper grooming routine. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. A package unlike any we've had before. So whether you're a new or seasoned Manscaped vet, there is something for you. Inside the Platinum Package, you're going to find the Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. That's the Weed Whacker 2.0. Once you've trimmed and shaved, you can completely upgrade your shower routine using the Ultra Premium Body Wash and the Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. That'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Afterwards, don't forget to apply the aluminium-free Ultra Premium Deodorant for that cologne quality scent on the go. And don't forget, there's also the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver or toner, and Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Platinum Package 4.0, the Manscaped boxes and the Shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxes to another level. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all bases from head to toe, the best bang for your shebang. 
Get 20% off and free shipping using the code CHAMPIONS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code CHAMPIONS. Get a taste of the finer things in life with Manscaped. Obviously, all this is very team-specific, right? And and I notice you have Munster and, and you want to get Dill Brown. So Katoa sort of has to go. But honestly, anyone who doesn't have Munster and, and has Katoa, I would be trying to maybe get Dill Brown some other way. Katoa is going to play the Dragons minus Ben Hunt, who could be – who knows what they could be really. So Katoa, yeah, I think maybe a 40 – could be the bottom end of what Katoa could score. There can be some attacking stats coming yeah, away. In front, of, in front of, you know, what's, you know, as close to a home crowd as the Dolphins get all the way down in Brisbane uh, from Redcliffe. But, um, yeah, it's, it's not a bad shout. Lots of uh, people sniffing around, potentially, you know, moving Cleary out uh, for a few weeks during Origin, given that um, he, he certainly kind of... You know, a, a few weeks ago was was killing it, and then uh, you know the scores have started to drop off a little bit. Penrith not quite clicking at the moment. Um, is he? You know, you, you you've got to pick, I guess, from a strategy point of view, no more than I, I don't know, maybe three Origin players that you want to keep all the way through. Um, and you know, when you think of essential players at the moment, like your Harry Greens, your Clearies, your Hines, your Latrells, that's four already um, before you even go to players like Payne Haas and, you know, those kind of origin locks, you know, you have to trade at least a few of them out for 13, don't you? Yeah, you've definitely got to jump ship with some. So maybe maybe that is an option to move Katara up. He does have that handy duel. You can get Cleary down to Brown, make some money. I think so. I mean, that really brings us to the next question that we wanted to uh, address that some of the boys in the Discord asked us around which origin guys we're trading out, which guys we're holding. I guess we frame it through what I said earlier, I mean, how many do you think you can afford to hold throughout the whole origin period? Again, yeah, teams. So I've got four names here that I just sort of wouldn't want to trade out. Um, the first one being, I know he's a, a typical Orient origin trade out because his minutes go down, but Harry Grant, there is just no second hooker. Well, not that I would trust anywhere near. You can trust Harry. Everyone thought it was Sonny Luke and that we've all seen how that's gone. It's so not the case. <laughs> no, no. I thought people thought it was Reed Marnie there for two weeks, and even Wade Egan got a shout. But there is no second option, so I think you've got to keep Harry. Um, Payne Haas, obviously, you know, as problematic as Hook has been this year, um, front row is almost the same. Um, there are a few more options, but you know, they're kind of minimum ten point to twenty point drop offs, um, even ones that are super coach viable. I mean, is Payne Haas the guy, one of those three that, that you want to hold through Origin period at seven fifty seven k. I mean, that that does fund some pretty nice uh, downgrades. It does, and the Bronx are flying. So um, yeah, Wilf, the Bronx are flying. So um, maybe maybe he does get more of that rest. He's a, going to play big minutes in origin so i think if no one has got the cash to get maybe a welch or a stefano up to tarpany Haas down to tarpany is, is not a bad shout it's not bad at all and and look you know there's been a bit of twitter chat this week uh especially around Corey halls uh, being queensland eligible and where he might sit in their ford stock so i I kind of actually wrote out a list of the Fords I think are ahead of Corey Hallsborough and, you know, both edge and middle. And I got to 12 players before I stopped. Um, So I think Hallsborough is fairly safe for around 13 play if you're kind of 
believing the the 70-ish minutes that he's got in the last three weeks will be sustainable. Hard to tell with Ricky Stewart, but but I guess it what that means is that there is a bit of uncertainty for the Queensland pack, David Fafita being one of them, mate. He's killing it. He's averaging, I think, 82. He's just shy 800K. He's not the guy you'd ordinarily trade out, but if he's going to play three origin games, mate, does, does he make that Harry Grant-like list? He has made the Harry Grant origin keep list because I think um, the I think Wilf and I touched on it last night. Fafita is probably not going to be your eighty minute, even your sixty minute um, origin player. He's going to play more like 35, 40 minutes with um, both Finn Diesel and Kurt Capel being big minute guys there. So you, you can probably keep Dave. That the Titans are struggling, so the more games they get out of their million-dollar man, the better. And he looks invested to the Titans. So Yeah, weirdly consistent this year, which is kind of the opposite of what we've seen from him in the last couple of years, isn't it? Yeah, weirdly consistent and try assists. I think I don't have the stats in front of me, but he's never been the guy who's, who's been a try assist or, or a uh, midfield bomb kicker. And he's showing all the strength. <laughs> yeah, that torpedo. Absolute classic. All right, so, you know, we touched on Cleary. I mean, Nico Hines, you've got to think he's averaging just shy of 120, that he's someone that, of course, you're not trading out. Um, but if there's only one, maybe maximum of two, uh, that you would hold through the origin period between Hines, Cleary and Munster, it's Hines and then you're choosing between Cleary and Munster, aren't you? Yeah, I think it's at this stage, it's definitely Hines one, Munster maybe 2A, Cleary 2B, to be decided there. Trying to think of the other kind of origin locks that are that are super coach popular. Val Holmes, I think, is probably an easy uh, sell. I've had him since the start and he's kind of been on the verge of being on the cut list, um, you know, paying mid-sevens for someone that's that's just over 60. Probably wasn't where I wanted to spend the money, but, but given he's a lock for all three origins, I think he's an easy trade out and there's a plethora of centre wings that you can bring in that aren't a risk for origin. Mate, Latrell Mitchell, I know that I don't believe you had him to start when Wilf and I did. He's come good for us. He's not far off a million bucks. He's probably the second best player in Supercoach now after, at the moment after Nico. I mean, we're talking about holding all these guys through. We're saying a maximum of three. I think between you and I, we, I've got about five I want to hold all the way through. <laughs> is, is Latrell one of them? Yeah, he sits in a, a very grey area in the middle, right? If he was 600,000, you, you'd probably slide him towards the hole. But it, being up near a million dollars, that's a lot of moves you can make elsewhere in your team if, if you do jump ship with Luttrell. Again, Souths are flying. They've got Blake Taft sitting there, so there is a ready-made cover for Luttrell. He's not Luttrell Mitchell, but he is, he's been there before. He got him to a grand final, right? So I don't think they're going to rush Luttrell back if he picks up a little niggle in any of the Origin games. I wouldn't wish that upon him, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what's... You, you, obviously, you have him. Um, what you yeah, oh, mate, I, I almost... It, it's, it's breaking my brain because I, I'm de- obviously we're not moving him out now. There is uh, four weeks uh, until we have to decide. And if, if Luttrell is on the chopping block, he's going to be someone that you move on only, um, you know, only in round 13. But... But again, you know, we look at even just this week, the top two traded out players are, you know, very popular fullbacks in Tommy Turbo and Reese Walsh. I mean, are you really going to go without a serious gun fullback through the origin period? Teddy, 
is, uh, you know, starting to get a little bit more popular, but he's kind of not the Teddy of old from a super coach perspective. I mean, you've got to hold one gun fullback through Origin, don't you? Yeah, as much as we did speak last night and said fullback's not what it once was, I, I don't think you can afford um, Sunya Taruva and Jareem Buller at fullback. You, you do need someone with a... Tyrell Sloan, you know. Yeah, yeah, you need someone with some pedigree. And look, maybe that's Ruben Garrick if he stays on the wing. Do we do we slide him back there and consider him our gun fullback? But I mean, you definitely want to see it, right? Because yes, he played centre, but um, he's got that you know, concussion-affected score and then a couple of other poor scores on top of that, just as I brought him in, of course. That's always the way. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's easy to, in a way, overplan uh, for an origin period too far in advance. You've got to score points in the, you know, the three full weeks before round 13. And, you know, given that we're seeing, you know, a good score in a week versus a kind of a, a poor score, there could be a three, four hundred point, you know, gap between that. You fall behind pretty quickly. And again, you know, it, it's, it's super coach in 2023. It's not the old days where, you know, anyone who had skill was pretty much guaranteed a top 5,000 finish. You know, it, there's people who are very, very good at this game and very clever that are kind of sitting in the 40 and 50 Ks. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's tough to, to get back up the ranks. Yeah, with the um, with the 13 to 14, uh, sorry, the 13 players, I think it's interesting, right? I know last year, and um, I did win last year, so I'll, I'll go back to that because I haven't done anything since then. Yeah, but, fair enough, fair enough, mate, fair enough. But yeah. we were allowed to play 17 in their buy rounds, right? And... Um, the first buy round, I actually only played 13 players. So I boosted four trades before round 13 and brought in four guns. It was Garrick, Manu, uh, Angus Crichton. I can't remember who the fourth one was. But I, even with sort of 13 players now, I, I wouldn't be pushing for any more than 14, right? I, don't, I wouldn't be pulling our team apart because I shown, showed last year that you can win the thing with going four less than anybody else has, so yeah, no, no, that's um, and that's really insightful because it's even particularly more important for this year where there is a team on by every single week that you always have to account for, um, you know, when you're doing your numbers. And again, it's Origin. There are going to be random rests. There are going to be random concussion stand downs, particularly with the new protocol. And uh, you know, there is going to be that kind of load management, which has gotten more and more popular through the origin period. So, yeah, it is something where, you know, maybe the 13 is what you're actually targeting as opposed to a desperate situation in a big buy round. So, so we have talked about, you know, those origin guns that you hold and then, you know, looking at that fullback position, we need to fill them with something that's going to score his points, mate. So you talked about uh, your favourite West Tigers fullback playing his third game uh, this week. Obviously, one of the most popular trade-ins in Jareen Buller, negative 38 break-even and and a 200k base. But aside from the obvious, aside from your Tyrone Peaches, even your Hayes Dunsters, um, if you haven't brought them in, who are some of the kind of you know, more valuable guys that you can rely on for points that you might be targeting. Obviously, Gutho, second most uh, popular trading for the week. There's there's not a lot out there. Unfortunately, they're, they're, you can if you just look at the, the trade-ins and the trade-outs this week, it, it shows it's clear. I know you mentioned um, you mentioned Hayes Dunster in the same category as Doreen Buller. I think that might be a stretch, mate, trying to make, yeah, no, trying to make yourself feel better. But... Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, at least Dunster, you can hide Dunster, you know, with a three-man kind of NPR at centre wing with, with fullback. You've only got the two positions. But again, to your point, fullback's not what it was, uh, you know, in previous years. Tyron Peachy's an interesting one, mate. Um, you know, he's, he tends to be super coach poison for the person, the people playing outside him, which happens to be Taruva, who's popularly owned. I mean, where's Peachy on the radar at the moment? Is he's just two RF only? And do you think that means that if you're sticking with Taruva, that he's a trade out, given he's not going to get as much ball? Yeah, I think Tyron Peachy is an interesting one. For me, he's not on the radar. I'm pretty happy with my two RFs, but I definitely could not begrudge anyone bringing him in. He He's hungry and he's got sort of four to five weeks, you'd probably say, of job security. Um, I would have thought Penrith had some young kids. I know that Jesse McLean, I think his name was, he was sort of hyped in the preseason. But they've gone back to the old stalwart in, in Tyrone Peach and he showed last week just how good he still is. Um, yeah. Put him beside Jared Croker and, and you've got super coach of 2016. <laughs> Yeah, something like that, or maybe even earlier. The um, but you know, Taruva is interesting because he actually hasn't made as much money as as what you think uh, that he has. Again, you know, we listed some of those cash cows that have fattened up. You know, Cam Pereira four sixty six, even Warbrick over four hundred. You know, Taruva is at three eighty seven only, so he's the least valuable of those. But you know, I do think it's really start time. Uh, it's time to start churning over those cash gas, particularly the ones that don't play thirteen uh, like Taruba. So, um, so Gutho, mate, um, obviously scoring well, but he's at seven hundred and fifty three k. It's the best part of two hundred grand to go up from Turbo to him. I mean, is that the best use of resources, or is it just time to start stocking up on your thirteen players, regardless of price? Yeah, get yourself to thirteen, regardless of price. I think I. People have sitting there, I've seen some teams with a fair bit of cash in the bank and there is a couple of downgrade options. So, yeah, Gutho, although he's dearer than Turbo, I think you've got to do it. Um, if you've got Walsh, I'd see there was a question about whether to hold Walsh. I've just written in capital letters, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> I, I went early on Reese Walsh and I was king of the Reese Walsh fan club, but um, he's got to go now and I think you can get straight to Gutho. So that, that's what I'd be doing. Yeah, look, it's he is a, a streaky player and he's just gone a bit cold. Um, not to say that he can't kind of reignite that, but I just think he's starting to hemorrhage cash. I think his break even is 156. Um, I know we're talking about, you know, price of players not being that important right now. It's more about bodies on the field. But, you know, it, it is a long super coach season and you really don't want to be stuck short on team value for the run home. So I probably would be moving Walsh on as a fair priority mate i guess the last thing i had to to kind of cover off is again you know we're four weeks away from the first big buy you're talking about uh buller being you know one of your trade-ins for the week he'll probably be for mine obviously he doesn't play 13 so at a time when we're all scrambling to get either up to 13 or, or whatever number 15 or 16 that we'll feel secure with playing uh in the first big buy round is is it really an exceptional cash cow? Is the you know is the exception to the rule of bringing in people that play around thirteen, or do you think there's a bit of wiggle room for your for your Tyrone Peaches and and other players that that are going to miss? There, there is definitely wiggle room, but I do think Buller is is an exception to the rule as well. So probably didn't answer that question exactly right, but I'd be going on Buller. I think there's there's a lot of room to move. As I said, it's only round ten. 
the week before round 13, you're guaranteed three trades. And you, if you've got a boost, um, you, you can get four. So if you've got 10 guys that are playing round 13 at the end of round 12, you, you can field 14 quite comfortably. So as you, you mentioned it earlier in the pod, don't over plan. Um, focus on these next three weeks. Get yourself a good team for Magic Round because you won't want to watch that without one. And um, I think worry about round 13 when it gets there personally. Excellent, mate. Okay, well, nice quick one uh, for us tonight. Um, really looking forward to Magic Round. Although, again, I'll be watching uh, the Saturday night on an iPad during a girl's slumber party, but, you know, for my sins. I uh, want to shout out the champs uh, on the Discord. It's a great little community, lots of banter, lots of information sharing that goes on has certainly helped me uh, in and around the top 200 where I still am. Um, and if you want to join the Discord, jump onto uh, Patreon and become a patron and uh, join Wilf. Matt and I being pretty regular uh, participants in everything that's going on there. Uh, lots of information. Please review and subscribe to the podcast. It does help more than you know. And uh, some final words, mate, before we uh, get going. One last one, mate. You uh, you saved me last week, and I want to give you a shout-out for that with the Nico Hines call. So uh, who's your captain this week, mate? Is it Nico, or do we outthink the room? I, I don't think we can. I don't have a really great feel, uh, to be completely honest. This week, it, it, it just seems so obvious that it's Nico, right? Um, at the moment, he's 37.3% owned, uh, more than double Nathan Cleary at, at 15. Luttrell's in there, and, and weirdly, you've got, uh, you know, Reese Walsh and Payne Haas following up, which I don't think is a consideration. So I'm not sure that this is a week to, to go against the grain. I think, um, you know, he's playing the Dolphins. One thing we know about the Dolphins, apart from the fact that they can stage a big comeback, is that they hemorrhage points in the first place. You know, you can't come back from a huge deficit if you're not conceding points. So, you know, Nico just, he, he breathes in, he breathes out, super coach points, right? He just, it, it just comes so naturally to him. So I think he's he's probably, I don't want to outsmart myself, he's, he's probably the guy at the moment. Yeah, mate, definitely on board with that. Definitely on board. Excellent. All right, everyone, have a great magic round. Uh, Stay safe if you come out to Brizzy. Um, It is a party town, but it can get pretty loose by uh, late on a Sunday, Arvo, uh, after that eighth game. But um, we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks.